0: Welcome to I See Star Wars, a podcast about vintage Star Wars action figures. I am your host, Michael Havens, creator of the Imperial Commissary. Come with me, I will be your guide as we journey through the incredible universe of Vintage Star Wars Collectibles. Welcome to episode 22 of I C Star Wars Biker Scouts and Behind the Scenes of I C C Con with Manager Philip Brown. Well, I'm very excited that you're joining us again. I hope you all are staying home and staying safe. I'll give you something to listen to here. Also, uh, everybody that is essential, thank you very much for all you're doing, keeping us running during these very difficult times. But uh, let's all take a little time away and let's talk Star Wars. This is going to be episode 22 of IC Star Wars, the official podcast of The Imperial Commissary. Check out The Imperial Commissary at www.imperialcommissary.com. Com. This week we're going to talk about Biker Scouts We're going to dive into some of the variations And we're also going to learn all about the behind the scenes info About a real life full size giant convention ICCCon that happens down here in Nashville, Tennessee Only a fully trained Jedi Knight With a force as his ally Will conquer Vader and his Emperor If you end your training now If you choose the quick and easy path As Vader did You will become an agent of evil. So let's hop right in with Biker Scouts. Well, we always start off by going straight over to Wikipedia and reading about whatever uh, character we're talking about. We're going to go through all the characters of the Kenner line eventually in this podcast. We do one each time and we try to dive into it pretty decent. I have a Biker Scout here in my hand. It is an awesome figure. I highly suggest you get one. Alright, we're off to Wikipedia. Scout Troopers, also known as Biker Scouts and Imperial Sharpshooters, were specially trained stormtroopers of the Imperial Army's Stormtrooper Corps. They were used by the Galactic Empire on a range of missions which mostly involved reconnaissance. They had lighter armor than standard stormtroopers, much like their urban counterparts, patrol troopers. Succeeding, er, succeeding the clone scout troopers of the Galactic Republic, scout troopers provided excellent long-range fire for their stormtrooper counterparts. They were also skilled in melee combat, crowd control, and defense against the lightsaber. During the early, re- the early rebellion against the Galactic Empire, scout troopers encountered the Spectres on Lothal. Scout troopers were stationed at Zepho at the Imperial Refinery on Kashyyyk, and at the forest Fortress Inquisitors on Nur. Where they were equipped with electro batons. Hmm, who knew? Scout troopers could be found aboard the death aboard Darth Vader's Personal Fleet Death Squadron. One of the scout troopers' priorities were to aid the Sith Lord in crushing the Rebel Alliance along with its sympathizers and secret allies. Scout troopers protected the Death Star Shield Generator on Endor in four ABY. I don't know what that means, ABY. Which shielded the The ds 2 Death Star over the Fortress Moon. There you go. While the Emperor had first used all-terrain armored transports and all-terrain scout transports for the reconnaissance of areas that had been cleared, the underbrush and woodland terrain of the Moon was inappropriate for the majority of Imperial vehicles. Therefore, the most popular vehicle, patrol duty, was conducted by Scout Troopers on fast 74Z speeder bikes, 74Z speeder bikes. Despite the threat of Endor's tall trees, the forest's many trails could be used for safe travel. At least four Scout Troopers encountered Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Leia Organa, and Chewbacca whilst on patrol. Scout Troopers would later participate in the Battle of Endor. Well, hey, very cool. There's some good Scout Trooper information from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, um, We've been reading about scout troopers actually on the Imperial Commissary since this thing started. I've been uh, I reached out to Timothy Zahn and I asked him if it would be all right if we read *Heir to the Empire* and there's some scout troopers in there. Um, But we read *Heir to the Empire*. He said it was cool, and uh, I talked to the publisher and they said it was cool. And uh, we read all of *Heir to the Empire* and we're now on to *Dark Force Rising* and there's some speeder bikes in there too. So speeder bikes are really cool. Biker Scouts are really cool, and I guess we should be calling them, what did it say up here? Scout Troopers. Well, okay. Scout Troopers, fair enough. But I call it a Biker Scout because that's what it says on the card. Um, And when I mean on the card, I mean on the Kenner Star Wars Vintage Carded Figure. Uh, They came out originally on the 65 back. Uh, They had Kenner baggies. Um, There were Lily Letty ones made in Mexico. There were Meccano ones from France. They were on the Power of the Force card. Uh, The card back is actually my favorite card back of any card back ever. I love the card back art. I love the look of the Biker Scout. I think he's really cool. Um, This is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, What else? Um, There was a coin on the Power of the Force card, of course. And uh, the Letty Blaster is currently... it's uh, darker gray um and there is a dot on the handle with a letter on it it's i believe it's b on the handle is the dot but look it up uh check out a cool website uh maybe the imperial gunnery has some good info on their blogs there um and i believe there's a d on the circle as well it could be a d or a b but i'm not sure you'll have to look that up i'm not positive uh they also were released on made in mexico cards made in mexico cards are a funny little glitch in our star wars collecting thing uh, they were made in Mexico cards, which means that the Lily Letty factory made and produced the cards for release in America. So they didn't come on Lily Letty cards, but a lot of them came with Lily Letty Biker Scouts but with Kenner accessories. So there's a bunch of hooks to that one. Uh, Lily Letty Biker Scout, the easiest way to tell, it is considered a short mouth variant. What that means, if you're looking at the Biker Scout and you see the uh, black uh, breather right over the center of his mouth, um, that black breather actually has a piece of white like like the helmet continues all the way around the breather on um, the lily Letty version so it is considered a short mouth it has that white bar underneath um otherwise there are bootlegs of biker scouts all over the world there are polish bootlegs uh there's a bunch of different colors there's uh, very vintage the the first gen polish second gen there's mexican ones there's model trim ones um Mexico ones are really, really hard to get, but anything from Mexico is really, really hard to get. The Polish ones are probably the most common, um, but still hard to get nowadays. And uh, they still make them today, so there's... there's biker scouts there's even hungarian biker scouts there's biker scouts from all over the world it's a hugely popular character and if you pick one up you'll be able to tell why (laughs) because they're awesome biker scouts are really really cool well anyway there's some biker scout information for you so you got all that all learned didn't you strongest Raider,
1: mind what you have learned said you would care
0: All right, next up, we're going to do the Ask Mike section of IC Star Wars, where uh, you guys write uh, questions to me on the original IC page. The IC originally started from a Facebook page, it's still out there, and it's got over 22,000 people. I think 22,400 people last time I looked. And um, it is the largest vintage Star Wars Facebook group in the world. Um, and it's very, very cool. So go check it out. Uh, It's The Imperial Commissary. You can find it at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash The Imperial Commissary. For over a thousand
1: generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the Old Republic, before the dark times,
0: before the Empire... Anyway, on the IC, I toss up a post before any of these IC Star Wars recordings, and uh, I give the community of IC folks, the IC members there, an opportunity to ask me anything they want, anything at all, um, about me, about the IC, about Star Wars, anything at all. And I do my best to answer it right off the cuff on the airwaves. I don't read any of these beforehand, um, so it's super-duper fresh. Uh, And sometimes people say funny things, and... I try to work around them. And don't worry, there won't be any bad words or anything. I'm not that guy. But anyway, we're on to uh, the first question. No tech row. he says, Look, Mom, I'm famous. Mr. Haven said my name on the podcast. <laughs> A question that is clearly relevant to our current times. Toilet paper roll. Do you go over the top or underneath? Love this beautiful creation that is the IC. Well, thank you very much for the kind words, brother. Um, you have to have it over the top. The reason why you have it over the top is because there's a lot of uh, toilet paper dispenser things that have a little plate there, and it's intended to hold that down so you can tear it across. But um, I don't know. You could do whatever you want. It's just TP. <laughs> uh, next up, Jonathan Robinson. Michael, in regards to your collection, what are you doing to pass the time during quarantine? um well jonathan robinson what i've been doing uh there's this group there's this facebook group awesome group it's a 12 backboard and it's all about 12 backs um it's a facebook group and uh i i don't know the address but just search 12 backs or star wars 12 backs uh here let me see if i could find it right now this is what happens when it goes off the cuff sometimes i have to uh chatter while i go search for something that i should already have up if i planned ahead but you can't plan ahead or else it won't be fresh and then what are you going to do you just got to search on facebook star wars 12 backs and early vintage collectors group so that's star wars 12 backs and early vintage collectors group well the reason why i bring that group up it's a good group great group they got so many prototypes and cool stuff it's a really really fancy cool group i really like it but anyway what I've been doing is I've been trying to get my collection room back in order. For uh, they've been doing convention around the world, or celebration around the world, or something like that. And it's uh, during this time, during this uh, this quarantine time, they're they're all putting up videos of their collections. And I want to do a really cool video of my collection. And I have some ideas of what I want to do. My problem is my collection is all moved because i moved the bottom up to the top like what i did is i took down all the stuff that was going up the stairs i have stairs going up to my collection room and both the walls are covered with autographs or different things and i pulled down one entire side of that wall and i put it all up on the couches upstairs <laughs> and uh i put up corkboard on that entire wall and i've been putting up all the different swag i get from all these different things and people that come to Con and have their own icc swag um, also when I go to celebration or any other, other conventions or anything like that, or any other groups, lots of the other groups have their own swag. I get that swag or trade for that swag or a friend gives me that swag. And I have this entire corkboard wall walkway going up my stairs where I've been putting that swag. So I've got a couple hundred pieces of swag on there already. And, uh, that's why it's taking a bit of time. Cause I've been focusing on that wall and getting that ready. And all the stuff that was on that wall is sitting on my couches upstairs. So it's it's not really show-ready condition. I will get it there. I just haven't had very much time. Um, I'm trying to go live on the IC every day to do the the Air to the Empire trilogy and uh, also give people an escape there, just a 45-minute break every day to listen to a book. And then I also try to do a lot of live sales right now, just because I need to. Uh, I need to. I don't know. It's okay. Here, let's. This is why. Because everywhere you look. No matter if it's TV, radio, Sirius XM, whatever, there is something, whether it's this podcast, there's something about this quarantine thing. And I mean, it is, it's a horrible thing. And people have to band together and come together. And thank you so much to everybody that is doing such amazing work. The the healthcare workers, the the postal workers, the UPSs and FedExes and Walmarts and Kroger's and Publix and Price Busters and Price Choppers and all these other stores and you're doing great and uh, everybody that's staying home is doing great but unfortunately we are berated constantly 24-7 about this um, and I won't even mention the name of the thing on here because I just That's not what this is about, Um, even though the question is asking what I'm doing during this time. But uh, the thing is, is I'm, my jobs are like, I'm working a lot. (laughs) I mean, I I own a trucking company. That's my main business. And uh, one thing that hasn't slowed down is trucking. And I just, I'm trying to go live every day. I'm trying to record a podcast here. I'm trying to do this, that, and the other thing. So... Hanging out in my collection room on quarantine isn't really exactly happening. I think I am working much, much more than I did before this um, thing that's going on right now. Uh, the reason why, I'm a, I'm a work-from-home person. That's why I'm able to run the IC and run the convention and also have real jobs besides it. Um, it's because I've been doing this for 16 years I've worked from home. So I'm very comfortable with it and used to it. And even though there are more things to do, I don't mind because I... I don't know, I enjoy it. I I feel, even for those, believe me, it's completely selfish, but reading a silly book, I feel that uh, I'm doing something. Because I really don't have any skills where I can help. Um, I'm not a doctor, you know, I don't... I, so, this is... Little tiny thing that I guess I can do to help. I don't know. So, anyway, that's what I've been doing with my time. And I do want to get the collection room done. I will get it done before we're all out of this quarantine thing. So, I will get up a video on the 12 back board because I love that board and I want to uh, post my video there and be cool like everybody else. (laughs) But uh, it's going to take some time, Jonathan. It's just I'm more busy than I've ever been in my whole life. Plus, I'm trying to get this website done. Whew. For ICCC, uh, I'm just, I'm busy. But I'm going to get it done, and I will get everything done, and as the new show Watch Out, I'm going to quote something Star Trek right now, but I've been watching that Picard show while I'm locked down in all my not-free time, but no, I have. And uh, one thing he always says, or one thing that keeps coming up in that show is one impossible problem at a time. So that's the way we all have to think about it. And we'll get our one impossible problem at a time out of the way. And we'll get them all checked off. And the website will go live on the 16th. Uh, The website will go live. The video will get taken of my collection room before the end of this quarantine. And I'll do more sales and we'll read all three of those books in that era of the Empire trilogy before we're out of here. But, um, so... That's what I'm doing in the quarantine. Plus, I'm working my regular jobs and whatnot, which is always fun. But that's okay. I like to be busy. If anybody that knows me knows me knows I hate being not busy. I hate not doing something. So it keeps me busy, and I couldn't be happier. Uh, next up, Grant Die. What value would you put on a Luke Stormy with no helmet, loose, obviously, but otherwise in good shape? Uh... I always say this to people when they write that to me in PM. I say, I am not the price check machine at Target. Go look it up. Um, Grant, I am not going to pick on you too much. I'm just going to pick on you a touch, brother, because I like you. Um, and you're probably just joking with me. But anything like that, man, a Luke Stormtrooper with no helmet, with probably no blaster... I mean, just go on eBay and look at the last 900 that have sold. Here, we're going to look it up just so I can show everybody in real time how quick it is to look up something like that. I'm going to click on eBay right here. I'm going to type in Luke Storm Trooper Vintage. Luke Stormtrooper Vintage, and then I'm going to scroll down here to the side, and I'm going to click on Sold. One second, so we can look at all the sold ones. Also, I'm going to give a plug to something really, really awesome. There we go. $53.99, the last one sold for with $5 shipping. Here's one for $145 that someone took an offer on. $75.99, this one was 16 bids. Uh, So there's plenty to look at there. Uh, $70.00. Uh, For this one, a little bit of yellow. I would say $75 is the price of a Luke Stormtrooper with no helmet, man. Um, But you can look that up. You can look that up yourself on eBay. If you are too lazy to look up your own stuff on eBay... Just get the Star Wars Tracker app. A member of the IC made it a while ago. It's awesome. It's uh, www.starwarstracker.com. It's a great app. It is essentially a stock ticker for vintage Star Wars toys. He has vehicles on there. He has a place where you can put in your collection. Um, also, there's an IC exclusive coupon code from when he released it on the IC, and a lot of IC members at the time helped him with pictures. Uh, it's w. The uh, code is, if you sign up for Star Wars Tracker, starwarstracker.com, if you sign up for Star Wars Tracker, the IC-exclusive coupon code is...
1: Shuttle to what is your cargo and destination? Parts and technical proof of the forest moon. Do
0: they have a code clearance? It's an older code, sir, but it checks out.
1: I was about to clear them.
0: IC-2016 so 2016 that's when he made the app that's when he released it and it is an older code but it checks out so yeah that's an easy way to look up your stuff but if not look at ebay man i ain't the price checker at target all right richard hutchinson uh will read pop survive this current situation richard hutchinson is talking about read pop Reed pop owns uh celebration and a lot of other conventions Uh, Will they survive this situation? Um, I don't know if you mean will Celebration happen or if you mean will they survive. Reed Popper will survive. It's a gigantic corporation, man. I mean, it's way too big to die. Don't worry about that. Uh, Will Celebration still happen in August? I sure hope so. I'm planning everything as if it will. I'm still getting the venue down pat and paying people out there for meeting space and stuff like that for the IC meetup, which is just an auxiliary thing out there that we do every time there's a celebration. Um, And even if they don't do it in August, which I think they will, it doesn't seem like anything's really getting canceled up until August now. And luckily, even though we're having terrible luck right now and it's very very sad and tragic out there luckily the numbers are going down um, as far as people get infecting on a daily basis and the curve is we're flattening the curve as a community which we need to continue to do and uh that's a wonderful thing so i think we'll have it licked brother i think there'll be some kind of virus i think you know what my my thing is uh, bruce willis in armageddon he goes you're nasa you got guys in a room just thinking stuff up and people backing them up. And you're telling me you got no plan for this? I'm quite sure there's some kind of plan. I'm quite sure they're going to come through with something. I'm quite sure there'll be testing or there'll be a drug or a virus or a antivirus or a medical miracle. I mean, there are so many smart, wonderful people on the face of the planet, brother. I have absolutely no doubt in the survival of the human race and the survival of conventions and the survival of reed pop and the survival of celebration. I really think by the time August ro- rolls around, we are going to all be sipping beers together and playing Star Wars out in Anaheim, California. And I am looking forward to it, brother. All right, next up, Michael Musetti. Hey Mike, I'm new to collecting Star Wars figures. I didn't hear many yet, but if like to but I'd like to get the most He did write if, that's not on me. But I'd like to get the most of the ones I had as a kid. How do I know the value of each figure? What is the easiest way to collect them? Well, he's not looking for mint or carded figures. Easiest way to collect them, man, watch the flash sales and stuff like that on the IC. Lots of times stuff goes really cheap. But just take your time. And I would always suggest if you're planning on going for a complete set, buy the figure complete. Don't buy it loose and then have to add weapons and stuff like that. It gets too convoluted. Um, so, that's what I would do if I were you. We already talked about how you could look up the prices of figures and stuff like that, but you could also always search the uh, figure in the Facebook search and uh, type in blah, 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 blah for sale, Zuckus for sale, and uh, you could find some prices there as well. Next up, Murray Price. Is buying and selling Star Wars memorabilia and figures your main job? huh? <laughs> What else do you do? And that barn in the background of your pictures, is that yours? Uh, Yes, the barn is mine. Um, In the barn, I keep lawn equipment, and I can even weld, believe it or not. I have a welder in there, and I have a uh, monkey pit for oil changes, and there is a Cadillac back there for some reason because I bought a Cadillac one day because I thought it would be cool that every barn should have a Cadillac, right? So it's a 79 Cadillac, same kind that Henry Hill drove in the movie Goodfellas. But um, yes, The Barn is Mine, and Murray Price, I do have other jobs, brother. This, I just do Star Wars for fun. Star Wars does not pay for anything at all except for Star Wars. So everything you see me sell either goes into purchasing an item for my collection, um, like the crazy expensive Top Toys and Argentinian kick I've been on lately, or it goes to ICCCon and putting on this convention, or it goes to an IC meetup like the one out in... uh, out in anaheim california um all these things cost money and that's what the star wars pays for but in real life no brother i have a uh trucking company and logistics brokerage and i move containerized freight out of new york and new jersey um not me personally but i dispatch the freight to drivers and i have some trucks and stuff like that We gonna do what they say can't be done We've got a long way to go And a short
1: time to get there I
0: We bring out that freight to people uh, The freight is like, I don't know, for example, the little puff pastries in your grocer's freezer in the white tub with the cream filling? That's me. Uh, Chrysler transmissions? That's me. Stuff like that. Uh, Learjet? their fuselages for their airplanes? That's me. Um, but that's what I do in real life I am a work from home kind of guy I telecommute every single day So that's why I'm so used to What's going on right now and It it, it affects me, but a lot less And it affects a lot of you So I, I appreciate you all for staying home if you can um, Also, I have art galleries Check them out, icgalleries.com The IC in that one stands for International Contemporary um, I collect contemporary fine art From South America, Latin America And Africa Um, I also buy, sell, and... Well, I've never traded it, but I guess I would if somebody wanted to do a trade. Uh, (laughs) Why not, right? But no, Star Wars figures has nothing to do with my real-life jobs. It is um, my hobby. I just go full bore into anything I do, man. So my hobby takes a chunk of my life, but not all of it, and I don't like being bored. So I'm more than happy to do it. Uh, Next question, Robert Wilson With the reaction line, a lot of characters from movies and TV finally got action figures made. Which character group of characters, EU or non-Star Wars, do you wish they had made three and three quarter inch action figures of now? Um, I have no idea what the reaction line is. Let me look it up. Reaction line toys. I have no idea what those are at all. Are they customs? Are they custom figures? Oh, reaction toys by Funko. They're Funko figures. I guess Funko makes reaction toys. Yeah. If it didn't happen after 1988, brother, I'm pretty much worthless. Uh, so, here, let's see. Star Wars reaction toys. Action figure headquarters. Star Wars reaction. I don't see any Star Wars reaction. I see reaction by Pop, right? Funko Pop Reaction Toys. Funko brings reaction, brings coolness back to toys. They just look like custom. I, you know what? I don't really know the the reaction toys, but I highly suggest if you folks want nice custom figures, get a custom figure from somebody that makes customs. Uh, they put a lot more work and detail into it. Uh, I have no idea what what these are. Um, I guess they, they look like... Pop culture figures that are customs. They look like custom pop culture figures. Which one do I think they should have in the reaction line? I don't know. Darkwing Duck. Let's say Darkwing Duck because I don't think they have. Or DuckTales. Or Gummy Bears. Something Disney that's a cartoon. That's what they should have. But um, I don't know. If you want a custom figure, I mean, I'm just looking reaction toys. Uh, Universal Monsters. It's a Wolfman. And I mean... I don't know. I've seen people that make better Wolfmen than that. Like custom makers. Funko Reaction Jaws. I guess it's a new Jaws. What are they doing? Just trying to make somewhat copies of old figures? They have Firefly. I have no idea what any of this is. I'm very, very sorry. I'm completely useless. When it comes to anything that isn't vintage Star Wars, buddy, I'm sorry, Robert Wilson. Um... (sighs) <sighs> which characters or group of characters eu or non-star wars i don't know uh, let's say extended universe i'll pick something man um for extended universe i would like them to make the characters from the black sun not the black sun from solo the black sun from Heir to the empire like uh prince zesor and stuff like that and maybe some bodyguards or maybe a nice mara jade um but they don't seem to be those kind of figures man i mean I don't know. I've seen much more beautiful, detailed customs from people that make customs, so they aren't really for me. Most probably Robert Wilson, unless I'm looking at the wrong stuff. But uh, I don't know. We're gonna say the characters from Black Sun from Air, to, uh, from Empire, uh, Son of a Gun, Shadows of the Empire. That's what they're from. Roy Roden. This question goes to the auctions we hold on the IC and the IC auction page. Do you think we should reevaluate the fifty dollars starting bid? I know I like to start fair, so on other auction sites I always start at a buck and let it go. I don't understand we don't I understand we don't want $1 items flooding through the auction group, but I would buy a normal item that goes for $50 to $70, but be better off at a $25 starting bid than a full retail at $50. I think if we lower the starting bid, we would see more people use the auctions in my opinion. Yeah, man, um Roy, it just can't be anything that's worth less than fifty bucks. It doesn't have to start at 50 bucks. I start auctions all the time at a dollar. That's allowed. (laughs) It just can't be, like, it can't be a single loose stormtrooper, because that's worth 20 bucks, 25 bucks with the weapon, right? So it can't be a single loose stormtrooper, and then there's 10,000 posts of single loose stormtroopers on the IC. Um, But if you wanna make it three stormtroopers complete, you know for a fact that's gonna be over 50 bucks. As long as it ends $50 or higher, I don't care what you put it up for You could start at a buck I've started a bunch at a buck Uh, Mike Cervaski Jr. says I agree Uh, The auctions tend to draw some people away I would much rather see claim sales over the auctions Um, Claim sales are okay man But I don't know Live auctions have a lot more people Roy Roden says Back to Mike As I love claim flash sales That is how I did all my collecting in the beginning I do think the auction group is a great idea I'm not into live sales for for I like to babble too much and lose focus, but I'd like to see items that normally sell for 50 or 100 start lower. Yeah, but that's, you may have been confused by the rules. I may have written the rules up confusing. I don't know, but for the record, Roy, you can put up anything starting at a buck. I don't care as long as it goes over $50. We just don't want a bunch of single individual regular items on the auctions. Um... But it's anything Anything started a buck. I mean, a lot of them have started a buck. I'm sorry that that's confusing. I'll look at the rules and I'll retype it if it's, if it's incorrect. Dave O'Brien, during quarantine, are you going to print a 3D print, a life-size Boba Fett? Um, no. <laughs> I'm terrible at 3D printing, man. And I don't know how you guys do it, but it's amazing. Uh, I actually even have a commission on a mando helmet because i wanted a mando helmet to go with my mando rifle and my mando pauldrons but um and i have a 3d printer it's just i'm not good enough at it and what happens is when i do big pieces like that three quarters of the way through when i'm sleeping overnight it ends up all falling apart i waste half a pound of uh, filament and i just get frustrated um it's not really for me i am not the kind of person as you can see with how quickly i'll knock out a podcast or talk through what the biker scout variants are i'm not the kind of person that really likes just sitting there and taking forever doing something and i'm not good enough at it to do all the i don't know like even the way i make my like there's a, a a plate right and on this plate it squirts out a filament a little plastic thread and that little plastic thread builds these 3d printed items if you don't know what a 3d printer is i have one and what happens is even to make that that board that these things print onto level i don't do the ten thousand different leveling things that it always says you have to do it's too much work there's a billion different mathematical equations to figure out how to make a board level so what i do is i started squirting out in the beginning and then i re-level it and readjust it to make it eh, kind of close to i eyeball it and when you eyeball stuff you can't make a bunch of parts into something awesome i've seen some of the awesome things that the awesome builds people are making i know Raba caruso is building an entire r2 from scratch on a 3d printer um i know somebody else on the ic they did uh on ic carillion engineering that's our page for people who like to 3d print or create stuff uh that has to do with star wars i know somebody created a life-size ig88 and it looks phenomenal but just the just the painting of that and how high quality the I guess paint job was the application or whatever it was that made it look so legitimately real um i don't have talent like that i can't do something like that i i wouldn't even know how to do that um so no i won't be also after the quarantine time let's have an icy picnic potluck potluck style at state park or something i would love to have an icy picnic man and i love potluck suppers you never know what you're going to get it's like the vegas of dinner (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I'm down, man. We're going to have the meetup. I really firmly believe we're going to have the meetup at Celebration, and I will see you all in August. That's really what I think. Um, if not, we'll do it when you come on down for ICCCon um, 2021, April of 2021. Alexander D. Geiner. Uh, he is actually a really nice guy. He, um, I bought a few PBP Boba Fetts off him. He's from, uh, where is it, France, and he's a really cool dude. He said, do you like Boba Fett? Yeah, man, you know I love Boba Fett. i bothered you for Boba Fetts for years. Uh, but more seriously, do you ever watch soccer? Um, not really. I know you guys call it football. Um, I don't watch soccer much. I do watch the World Cup. I I really enjoy it when I am in... I, I do travel quite a bit. And when I'm in a different country and there's an, impur- an important game, I can definitely get into it. I, I can definitely watch it and get excited for whatever team, whomever's rooting for and... I I really enjoy the intensity of the game. I don't personally just sit down and watch it. For my money, I would rather watch, uh, whatchamacallit, Um, what would I rather watch? Baseball. I know that's crazy. Baseball, football, hockey I don't really love on TV. Um, I don't know. Next up, Daniel Wright. What is the best way to figure out the value of a rare item? Something not listed or sold on eBay. Well, that's a tough one, Daniel, because we always do send you to eBay first. Um, You can always reach out to an IC admin and say, hey, listen, man, this one's really, really hard to find. I can't find it anywhere. I was wondering if you guys can post up a, uh, a, a, a thread for me or to ask or if I can post up. If it's really, really rare and we really, really can't find a price and there is no price, we'll let you post up a thread about it um but usually you can find the price some ways besides ebay to find a price sometimes just the way you type it into ebay um, makes you not be able to find a price but an easy way to find a price is to go on google and type in exactly what you're looking for and try to find old threads sometimes you find threads that are really really old from rebel scum or tig or something like that that you can find a price in sometimes you find one of the big sellers like uh well i won't mention them but the big giant sellers that sometimes sell repro, um, you'll be able to Google their stuff and they put in all these keywords and stuff so you can be sure to find it. And uh, a lot of times you'll find it that way. But the best way is always to ask somebody with that focus. If you have an R2 that you can't figure out the price of and you want to find out, talk to Dennis Hall. He has a great R2 focus. You want to know a Boba Fett? Talk to me. You want to know a... You want a B-Wig pilot? Talk to David Longwater. You're into Leia Bosch? Talk to, I don't know, Jason Annable or Mark Rusciano. You want to, I don't know, there's a million different figures and there's somebody who collects each one of them and they'll be able to help you out with the price, even if it's a hard one. But uh, make sure before you post to the IC, you post it with a price or you post it not for sale. Those are the rules. So, anyway, thank you very much, everyone, for writing into this Ask Mike section. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. And we're going to go on to our phone call with Philip Brown, the con manager for ICC Con. I met Philip uh, a few years ago at Celebration. It was a really neat time. And we talked outside. I met Philip and his brother. And then uh, when I started this crazy ICC Con thing a few years ago, uh, Philip came out of the woodwork and said, Hey, man, you need any help? I've run conventions before and i said yes please philip please and we've become really great friends since then i couldn't be more thankful for his help and uh without him it just would not be anywhere close to the icc con you know so let's get a call in to philip brown the con manager for icc con after this
1: so who talks first you talk first i talk first
0: all right right. We're going to be going live here with, uh, we just got on the phone, Philip Brown. He is the con manager for ICC Con. He does all the background work. Uh, You probably have never met him except when he was sneaking around as the emperor last year. But, uh... He's, he's one of the guys that really, really makes this thing run, and he helps me out, and he does a lot of work that involves show flow and stuff like that. So he has a lot of special skills that make I- ICCCon so special, and you've probably never really heard of him because I don't talk about anybody, and I take all the credit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, hey, my-
0: uh, yeah, here's Philip Brown. How you doing, brother?
1: Good. How about yourself, man? Great,
0: right, man. Great. Living, living the dream. Living the dream here at home. How are you?
1: Great, great, great. You know, I just got to say, Mike, it's been uh, since those early days in 2018, when we started building this from scratch. And uh, uh, this has been a really great adventure. And uh, uh, I am proud to be a part of this con. And, you know, especially at times right now where we all need a little uplift, this uh, 2021 is just going to be amazing.
0: Yeah, I'm really fired up for it, man. Well, you know as well as I do, uh, why did we make the move? We we made the move for some good reasons. Um, so fill in the folks; they've already heard it from me. But fill in the folks to as to why we went to 2021 and some of the big changes that are happening uh, in 2021.
1: Well, you know, uh, back in 2018 uh, and 2019, we 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 were just kind of building this from the ground up, and our previous. Venue at the uh, the AG Expo Center in Franklin uh, was a really good place to start. It provided us a lot of space. It provided um, uh, uh, well space, uh, uh, the ability to do a lot of things. But we've outgrown it now, obviously. And um, you know we're proud to to announce the fact that we now have a really really classy uh, new downtown. Nashville venue that is just going to knock everybody's socks off. I mean, really we're talking about a major upgrade for the con, uh, in 2021. Um, yeah, it was a
0: wonderful place to start, but it definitely was, uh, starting in a rural area in the country and, uh, definitely on a, on a rodeo stage. But now we're moving, we're moving to the real deal, like the big kids, man. So
1: 100% as a guy that's been producing conventions for about 15 years. Um, The old venue provided some challenges there. There wasn't a whole lot of space to sort of segregate certain features, uh, displays, uh, areas, you know, for conversations or panels or things like that. We just really had one extra room that we tried to do a lot with, Um, you know, our new uh, venue, which is at a resort, uh, amazing resort, it is more of the traditional um, con location that you would you would see where we're going to have a huge ballroom with all the main events, vendors all over the place, segregated areas for specials, guest stars, things like that, maybe even breakout rooms for particular panels or displays or vendor types, things like that. The fact that we sort of have a, a Lego set here that we can – you know, now start creating separate spaces for separate features is going to be a really, really amazing thing for, for us to be able to work with and really upgrade the ICCC experience for everyone uh, who comes to visit.
0: Well, what I'm most fired up about, man, is the uh, the hotel convention combination. Um, just taking over because we're, we're renting out the whole place. So uh, we're going to have a hotel and convention center that's all ours. And uh, I think that's really neat because that means that all three days it doesn't really stop. And I think that's some of the wonderful energy that comes from some of these bigger conventions is the ability to hang out with folks for an entire weekend. It's like a sleepaway camp uh, at the beginning of the summer, which is always nice. So I'm really fired up about that. I'm really fired up about the move. Um, it takes a lot of planning though, because we had all these sheets and docs and spreadsheets and this, that, and measurements and shoot, you were out there taping the floor last year, brother. And and now we have to do all that stuff again. So what are some of the things that go into planning at a new venue or a new event venue, a new venue for
1: our event? (laughs) Well, you know, first and foremost, I mean, you know, there's a lot of, uh, 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 things that, that we focus on, but first and foremost, the most important thing is producing a, uh, a series of features, uh, events, panels, uh, guest stars that our audience, that our visitors really, really want. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we could spend all day planning a con um, uh, with a bunch of random stuff that nobody wants, and nobody's going to come. Right? Uh, you know, you know the. The core value of what we do, Michael, as you know, because you actually established this, is, you know, by fans, for fans, and uh, we're really putting a lot of effort, and the fact that we are not beholden to any corporate entities, there's nothing that we have to do, so that is a great palette to begin with when planning a convention, because we can do whatever we want to do. But what, and that means is we can really like tap in to our community, our global community of fans and collectors, right? Mm-hmm. That just love this and plant something that this community really, really wants. So that's the first thing, right? Yep. Um, everything else sort of waterfalls down from there. But, uh, uh, you know, just to get specific, um, you know, everything from, what a stage design looks like, how it's going to project, um, uh, what guest stars we want in what place, uh, how vendor booths are going to be uh, uh, set up, uh, who needs power, um, do we need uh, green M and in the green room for the guest stars, mm-hmm. what are what are the amenities that our VIP guests want, you know, what are the uh, where should the jurassic park display or the bespin gantry display go to get the most impact for the kids and the families that come that want to take pictures um there's a thousand things i mean merchandising and um uh, uh you know uh, sort of uh shelf flow ticket you know have ticketing right. badges there's just a mound of things that we do and you know just just uh uh, I'm preaching to the choir here, and, and, and this is. this <laughs> Don't
0: is awesome. worry, other people are going to listen yeah. besides me, so keep going. <laughs>
1: the, the, the fact that we've pulled this off, Michael, um, uh, with a crew of basically 12 super dedicated people that have um, uh, on the leadership team, yep. uh, none of us are getting paid. We're just doing this for the love of the hobby and the love of the community. The fact that we're able to do all of this stuff down. To whether William Shatner has, uh, we have a, a K cup of for William Shatner of yeah. tea,
0: right? All right, the, the <laughs> English breakfast tea that nobody uh, nobody told us about. I asked everybody on that William Shatner <laughs> email chain, man, what he wanted, and English breakfast tea was nowhere to be found. Yeah. But yeah, well, it's
1: that was how I met him. I walked into the green room. He was walking on the hall. First thing he says, I, I need some tea. Yeah. And I'm looking at the guy like. That's the one thing we don't have.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, nobody told us who
1: drinks so tea. God oh, bless them yeah. God bless Andrea for fixing that. <laughs>
0: yeah, she ran around everywhere and she uh, she found it in somebody's purse that came from England. Actually, they had tea on them, which was clutch. So uh, yeah, that worked out well. There you go. That leads me into a question that I uh, I want people to hear. What what made you jump into this thing? Why would you start this? I mean, I didn't go and find you out of indeed jobs list and say hey man i see you've run conventions for 15 years (laughs) no um how did you come on board how did you find this
1: this is kind of a great story i I love this story not a whole lot of people know it but uh you know uh, i basically became familiar with you um and a couple others in the community through the collector's galaxy podcast way back in the day right and uh i at the time, was just getting back into collecting after a lot of years of not because, uh, you know, I had a son and um, uh, it was uh, uh, all of a sudden, you know, when you when you have a child, that that spark for the youth comes back, and Disney was producing new Star Wars movies and boom, there it is. So collectors' galaxy. So I listened a lot. I learned a lot from you and the guys on that podcast, and uh, really, really uh, sparked my interest back in collecting. Well, fast forward to uh, celebration Orlando 2017, I got to meet you for the first time at the uh, the Orlando meetup, and a whole bunch of other people in the community that that came. So over that time, uh, you know, we ended up running into each other a lot on the show floor, and uh, there's one point where my brother and I kind of uh uh, walking in saw you sitting by yourself on a uh sort of outside and you just looked exhausted and we sat down (laughs) and we were talking and then all of a sudden uh you started going down on this tear about how you know you know you know we love this but you know it's expensive and you know you know i just wonder if i could do this myself you know and now (laughs) i i know from other conversations um uh, you have had that conversation with a variety of people.
0: So I was gosh. walking around Atlanta a little bit flustered, man. <laughs> well, I had those expensive VIP badges, man, and none of the line skips worked, and there was no even like snacks in the VIP room. There was nothing. Right, right,
1: right. So, yes, yeah, so so, I was
0: talking to anybody that would listen at the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, flash forward to, to uh, I think it was late 2017. Mm-hmm um i saw through the imperial commissary you announced that you were going to do this and i'm like oh this is kind of cool and so i let it ride a couple of months to see what you would do he wasn't just a for...
0: crazy person in the gutter outside celebration.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so then january 2018 i saw that you were pushing forward and I'm like you know what i've been doing this for a lot of years i wonder if he needs any help and uh because uh I really wanted to give something back to the community and uh, make new friends, and, and, and uh, you know, it's been an accomplishment. So I just gave you a call and said, "Is anybody helping you with this?" <laughs> and I, rem- I I remember the despair in your voice and the, the, <laughs> oh my God, Philip, you know, I've got I, I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing. A lot of people are coming on the work sheet. They want to help, but they don't come through. So I think a week or two later, I was going to play into Nashville. And uh, we spent, uh, what, uh, five or six days kind of mapping it out. Yeah. And it's, it's been history since then. And I don't regret it one bit. It's a great endeavor. Um, there are no other conventions like this. There are there are none that, you know, our pr- first priority is not to take your money. Our yeah. first priority <laughs> is to give you an enjoyable experience. Now, of course, we we need – you know, revenue to do that, and so well. Eventually,
0: we, we've lost money the whole time, but yeah, no, we, <laughs> we'll get there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but um, the point is, uh, the reason that I was so attracted to this was the, the 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 large sense of selflessness surrounding this. You know, this wasn't an endeavor to you know take over the world or do anything like this. This is just the love of collecting the love of the community and uh you know as a core value that's something i deeply deeply believe in uh and you know here we are uh working on iccc number three in yeah. 2021 and i am so fired up about this conference the the new time frame in the uh in in april of 2021 the new venue Giving us a whole new palette to do a whole bunch of new exciting uh, yeah. things. Yeah. It's just going to be super, super amazing. Well, I'll tell you, uh, brother. And, oh, go ahead. Sorry, just one more thought. No, you're fine. Uh, uh, and you know, God willing, by that time we're going to be all through this uh, this pandemic stuff in the public scare. Uh, it, it's it's we we when this con launches it's going to be a time when people need it the most. Yep. And that is what I'm really looking forward to.
0: Yeah, I mean, this yep. is something we look forward to, any kind of these meetups or conventions or stuff like that. It's something we look forward to for years, months, whatever. And uh, when they finally come around, it is really something special because you get to hang out with everybody that you don't get to hang out with regularly. I mean, shoot, brother, mm-hmm. you're talking to me from California right now, and I'm way over in Nashville, Tennessee. So, I mean... But we're able to talk to each other, and we work with each other, and we figure stuff out together, and we have conference calls out the wazoo. But um, it's really, really nice to actually get to hang out, and that's what we get to do, and that's what we get to share with others, which is awesome when ICC come comes rolling around you know so um i love it for that reason i also love our new venue i'm super fired up for it um i'm especially fired up that it's gonna save so much logistical work with uh the the moving of guest stars and people and stuff like that just because there's airport shuttles (laughs) (laughs) you really don't realize how unbelievably wonderful and important airport shuttles are till you don't have them for two years i'll tell
1: you that right yeah you know one of the greatest dynamic changes i think in in addition to that there's going to be a lot of perks to this you know you've already mentioned it once but i can't underscore enough how awesome it's going to be to have um, people that need to stay In hotels to be in a hotel that has the con on the convention level Mm -hmm. you don't have to drive anywhere right you know the whole experience is going to be in one location for those people that come from all over the world or people that come from uh, out of state uh, to stay so the the community aspect the community feeling uh, is particularly for the collectors because those are the people who buy the hotel rooms right Mm -hmm. uh, it's just gonna be through the roof. I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure that they're gonna have to be cleaning up a bunch of hallways and. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be. All but they're kinds expecting
0: of- it. I I warned the lady. I was like, mm-hmm. listen, you know, they they like to hang out with each other, so they'll be all around. And she said, no problem. You have the whole hotel. Um, exactly. So that's cool. But uh, mm-hmm. and even the bar is gonna be open. Uh, I believe 12:30 is the last call, or maybe one o'clock is last call at mm-hmm. the bar instead of 10 p.m. like the old bar. Um. So. I'm really excited for the new venue. I think it's going to fit exactly what we want and exactly what we're looking for. Plus, man, you've seen it. It's super classy. It's, like, yeah. so fancy. I mean.
1: One hundred percent.
0: Yeah, but that it's cool. I mean, it's cool. We'll get to hang out. And if you want to smoke a cigar by the pool in the middle of April in beautiful Middle Tennessee, you feel free because it's right there. Um, but uh, what else? What else did I want to talk about?
1: What? Oh, go ahead. You had something. Sorry. No. I said that that will be me at the pool with a cigar without question. Yeah, brother. Um, Absolutely. But real quick, Mike, I think here is what everyone needs to know right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, The ICCC website will go live on uh, April 17th. April 17th. Yeah. Tickets will be available on April 17th. Mm -hmm. Hotel reservations will be available on April 17th um we have a uh a new blog on the website that's going to be uh you know as news happens uh we'll be announcing uh guest stars and and features and um displays along the way any news and information uh, about the con will be released on the blog so keep make sure you guys register on the site to receive uh that by email and uh that is basically step 1 yeah. Took a long time for us to get here, you know. As everyone already knows from your previous podcast, that we had a lot of challenges oh, yeah. getting to this point, um, but it's on, man. And but we're uh,
0: there, and now that we're going into year three, man, it's like we we kind of know what we're doing. Like the questions we ask are much more intelligent nowadays. <laughs>
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs>
0: Well, brother, what do you, what where do you see this uh, where do you see this ICC con going in the next five years? I always say I I well everybody knows what I say, but what do you think? What do you think from being in the inside and seeing how much we've been able to grow so far? Where do you think we're gonna be?
1: Well, one of the primary things that makes ICC con different from other um, uh, conventions, and as we all know, there are a million of them that we're trying to keep up with, but mm-hmm. is the, the the collecting focus right? So. You know, it's you know, it has something for everybody, but the collecting focus is what really makes ICCC unique. So, uh, I got news for you, Mike. Nashville, Tennessee, isn't the only state where there's collectors. Ah, <laughs> you know. Look at uh, that. So, you know, first thing we have to do uh, 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 is you know, sort of get uh, get to a place, you know, that will be ICCC is, is it ICCC is in its adolescence, and we can just sort of do this, you know, we can crank these out as we sleep. Um, I see in three to five years, potentially, you know, Nashville will always be the home of ICCC, but maybe we can have, uh, you know, one or two a year uh, in different locations, um, potentially, you know, maybe do something internationally. Maybe international might be more like five to seven years. Nah, but, uh, I got my foot uh, on the gas, <laughs> brother. <laughs> yeah, see, you know, uh, 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 uh you know, uh, I'm the guy that, uh, helps save Michael from himself sometimes. Yes, but, absolutely.
0: Uh, <laughs> if I could just get away to give Philip my wallet, we'd be great. <laughs> if I just had no access to my wallet, we'd be, oof, forget about it.
1: You know, um, so, you know, If uh, I'm going to say I said if I'm going to say when, you know, so when we get this this down to a science, we could it's very easily replicatable in other locations. And I could see a lot of interest in different parts of the country and in different parts of the world to have an ICCC in their hometown. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a great thing, you know, but what will drive all of this is the interest of. Our guests, the the attendees, um, if we doing something that they want, the sky's the limit, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I hope that comes to pass because this is a hobby that is enjoyed by you know you know tens of thousands, if not millions, of people around the world, mm-hmm. and we really want to create an environment for collectors to call home, mm-hmm. and that's really the goal.
0: Well, we've been lucky, too. We've had some amazing pieces. I actually had somebody, I was talking to him on the phone the other day, and I was like, well, you know what? We had four rocket-firing Boba Fetts at ICC Con," And he said, yeah, mm-hmm. man, but only two of them were for sale. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, man, that's, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, uh-huh. I mean, you know, we have crazy things like that that happen that are just wild anywhere else, and... Uh, You know, for even one of those to be around. But we had multiples, and we have some of the most beautiful pieces and most wonderful collectors come from all over the world. And they Mm -hmm. do come here, and they do congregate, and it brings out some of the coolest things you've ever seen, man, or never saw.
1: Um,
0: So I just wanted to keep doing that. That's what I love the most about it. And one thing that pretty much every other con doesn't have is the real focus on vintage collectibles yes. I mean, there's antique shows there's conventions but conventions are usually you know here's a pokemon from 2019 that was just made in a factory and that's what we sell and you know what i mean it's not it's not like that icc con has some some really incredible stuff i mean you could walk around all day and it's practically a museum
1: Mm -hmm. And not very many
0: cons have that. That was one of the things that I missed or I didn't love about conventions is I'm a huge vintage collector. You're a huge vintage collector, too. But um, you walk around a con nowadays and you see maybe a booth of vintage. Right. That's not what I'm going for. And I don't want it to be a toy show because I like the pomp and circumstance.
1: Mm-hmm. I like
0: the the showmanship. I like the marching band. I like, you know, shoot, man, if I could get B-1 bombers to fly over the thing, I would. I mean, right, I want right. it to be extravagantly awesome. and Absolutely. Uh, But I also want there to be vintage.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Michael, what's the one thing that piece of feedback that's really stood out over the past couple of years? I mean, I'll tell you. um, Get the
0: younger Kirk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They want the Frank Pine Kirk, not the old (laughs) Captain Kirk.
0: (laughs) That was one of the feedbacks I remember. What do you got? uh,
1: You know, one of the things that made me proud, especially after the first year, 2018, is that a lot of people were walking around and just gushing over the fact that they haven't seen so much vintage mm-hmm. under one roof. Vintage anything. I mean, of course, we love Star Wars, but right. you know, just you know, the cons about everything vintage, right? So much he vintage Man, under
0: Joe Voltron. Yeah, there's everything.
1: Transformers, turtles, um, are under one roof, and you know, we both pl- both been to plenty of cons. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's miles and miles of pops and modern. Right. And there'll be three guys selling vintage and there'll be jerks because they're the only ones selling vintage. And, uh, (laughs) you know, that kind of a thing. You want a Boba Uh,
0: Fett? Those are nine thousand dollars, young man.
1: (laughs) And and here's another thing, you know, there's eBay and there's, uh, you know, uh, groups and things like that. But once you get, you know, know, 30, 40, 50 vintage vendors in a room competing against each other, Mm -hmm. that allows for people to get you know, better prices on things. I mean, yeah. just last year, one of the things I was missing was a uh, blue snack for my collection. And I was able to find three or four of them, you know, in really good condition and shopped around and got a great price. You know, right. and I didn't even pull my con manager card. I was just, I right. was just a guy <laughs> who was shopping. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, that's a lot harder to do when you're trying to buy something, you know, on, from any other, other source. <laughs>
0: Well, I'll tell you uh, something else that we really focus on that no other convention does at all. No repro. We don't allow repro. People sell repro. We tell them to pull it out of their booth. If they won't, they get removed. Um, it's that's crazy for for from a, a, a money making convention standpoint point of view, Philip. Because you've been doing these things well conventions for 15 years. It, mm-hmm. Does that sound smart? Not to let something sell that's completely legal and brings in more customers and salespeople?
1: Well, it's going to drive away some people that really don't care about Repro, and right. that that's fine. Um, you know, you're never going to please everybody, but what that brings to the table, that, flaw, that ideal, that core value, which is not just for the con, it's for the entire Imperial yeah. Commissary community. Uh, uh, that core value means that when you are buying something or want to acquire something that means something to you that is valuable to you, it's going to be real, mm-hmm. right? You, you're not taking any risks and, um, it's authentic and it, it creates a, uh, uh a atmosphere of trust mm-hmm. among everybody. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, I am not one of these long time from the eighties, you know, uh, you know, Hardcore collectors has traveled around the world um, uh, to, to different locations and, and, and in search of different goods. I'm a much more pedestrian collector. But when I go to the IC, anything I see, I trust that uh, I am getting something that is authentic. Mm-hmm. And that's important for the integrity of what we do in every aspect of of the Imperial Commissary. And I'm, I'm proud of the fact that, uh, uh, the con holds the same core value of no repro. Um, last thing we want is to have someone buy something, get home, find out it's not real. And then have a bad taste in their mouth about the ICCC. Those are the types of things that can kill what we're trying to do, even though it's out of the goodness of our hearts. Well, Um, the
0: thing is, is we also get a lot of wonderful Sellers, a lot of very high end, respectable sellers. And the reason why is because they already have a history of keeping their name honest, of keeping their name clean, of selling real items, of selling proper things. A lot of these things are worth tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. Um, so there is no room for fakes. And that allows our vendors, we have some of the best vendors in the world, and that brings out some of the best items in the world. And it's very, very exciting to just walk around and see them. I mean, it's it's unbelievable what you see on the floor at ICCCon. It's completely different than any other convention.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you, you I see a lot more people spending a lot of time at vendor booths because they're looking I and mean, they, they, they don't want to miss anything. Yeah. Right. You know, when you're at uh, con X, Y, Z, you know, you just pass by all these booths because nothing's interesting. You mm-hmm. know, the, the people gather around these vendors and they're just like with a microscope looking for that one piece that they need to complete their run or you know, that kind of stuff. So it's just, it's, it's great. Well, uh, I don't know if it's... you
0: heard uh, that Prototypes and Pre-Production podcast that David Quinn does. Um, but he did one. Uh, it was on ICCCon. It was about mm-hmm. ICCCon. And he had a few people on. Uh, I think it was Trent Bailey, uh, Justin Henney, and somebody else. Um, but he had them on, and they were talking about this one booth, exactly what you're talking about. And mm-hmm. uh, somebody found a Scratch Test R2 for like five dollars or something at some point it was like a a pre-production scratch test where they test Mm -hmm. the paint and uh they tested the chrome and uh he found it bought it for five bucks super excited so those three guys they went over there and they systematically as a team went through every single last piece that that entire booth had to try to find something else and Mm -hmm. that's what you're talking about it is a real treasure hunting trip you don't know what you could find and where you could find it and that's that's what's so cool because, see, the thing is, it's different with eBay, man. For eBay or for any kind of major selling thing, even the IC, you have to be able to ship. You have to mm-hmm. be able to box stuff. You have to be able to take good pictures. You have to be able to know how to post. And you have to also, well, at least for eBay and stuff like that, you have to pay fees. So. Right without all those fees and stuff like that because we're not charging anything for fees you know so they can sell things at better deals that you can pick it up in your hand if you're looking for a twenty thousand dollar piece it is Mm -hmm. much nicer to hold it in your hands and look at it really good before you hand over twenty grand Mm -hmm. um and that's what this kind of thing that that's the kind of opportunity that this con presents plus you also have a whole bunch of movie stars you can get autographs from and a whole bunch of cool people to hang out with and shows to see and events and cool static displays and lightsaber training and this, that, and the other. I mean, shoot, Mm -hmm. we got scavenger hunts. So it really does check all those boxes, but it is definitely focused on the fans and on the collectibles because that's what we love and that's what we're in it for. Um, We just, we love this thing. That's, that's all the ways that we've met. That's all the things we ever talk about. Our conversations always end up going to. Absolutely. Um, So I don't know. It's uh it's it's really staying true to the intended, the thing it was always intended to be, and it will always stay true to that. And that's something very difficult as we grow to make sure we remember that every comment, every every uh, every suggestion, every request is important Mm -hmm. for us to listen to and to understand because we're doing this for everybody in this community, not just IC members, not just star Wars collectors, anyone that collects anything. I don't care what it is. If you collect, I don't even know what uh, my little pony. There was my little pony mitten box stuff there. I mean, there was Mm -hmm. literally everything you could think of under the sun. And if you collect it, that is a core thing that ties us together. I don't care whether it's star Trek or star Wars, we have something that is common ground. And that's what's so right. special about this.
1: Absolutely. And by the way, any vendors listening in 2021, I'm going to be on the hunt for a run of those like <laughs> 1980s Shogun warriors, uh, you see? know, the big, like you know, two foot tall ones. Yep. So if you guys got that, make sure you get a vendor booth because uh, I'll probably end up paying for it myself.
0: There you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the no, special but, requests. Exactly. On that same uh, uh, note, Michael, you know, uh, uh, this community of collectors is large i mean not just star wars everywhere and i know uh you know throughout the community there's a bunch of uh diverse opinions and personalities Mm -hmm. and uh you know people that that uh think things should be a certain way again i'm not one for drama but the reason that i'm doing this is uh for love of the hobby Mm -hmm. you know it's it's fun for me it's fun for for the entire leadership team to do this It doesn't mean it's not stressful and not a lot of hard work oh, yeah. but you know we want to you know as, as much as there's diverse opinions and things throughout the community we really want to do whatever we can to bring everyone together and and to learn from each other and be part of a big community and that's that's my big thing that's what's made this fun for me and that's why I'm going to keep doing this till I'm Six feet under, man, I'm telling you.
0: Yeah, brother. No, I hear you too. I agree. That's also why we are one of the few places that still gives out free tables to you know, Facebook groups or cosplaying Mm -hmm. groups. Or we give free badges to 501st and stuff like that just because they grow the community. And Mm -hmm. we want people that grow the community to be encouraged for doing so and to be thanked for doing so. So that's why we give a lot of space that could be sold, I mean, to T-Mobile and Windows screen booths. We give a lot of that Mm -hmm. away, and the reason why we give a lot of that away is because that's what we want to see. We want to see people that love it, man. We want people that love it to come together and have that kind of a magical time. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not like that anywhere else. I I love toy shows, but toy shows, usually you go, you see somebody for five seconds, and then you're off to go eat Wendy's a half an hour later. Uh, Exactly. This isn't like that. It is like a four-day party for a bunch of people that just like, collecting stuff or collecting friends and collecting mm-hmm. toys and talking Star Wars and geeking out and hearing Timothy Zahn or listening to the, I don't know, six people from Return of the Jedi talk about what it was like to be on Jabba's barge. I mean, those exactly. kind of things, if those kind of things don't interest you, you know, maybe it's <laughs> not for you, but I, I, they certainly interest me, man. You know, I, like some of the panels we've seen, man, were mm-hmm. unbelievable. Uh, James Arnold Taylor last year when he it's did crazy. A, 800 different voices or whatever he does with mm-hmm. that talking to myself stand-up. It was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, uh, totally. The rocket-firing panel was amazing. Unbelievable. You know, there's, so much yeah.
0: new information, too, and they even had that new information about the Imperial transport with the rocket-firing mm-hmm. and stuff like that that Jim Swearingen came and talked about, too, which was... Mm-hmm. It's crazy the kind of conversations that happen at this time. Right. It's crazy right. the kind of... Uh, I don't know, the the teaching and the knowledge and the stuff all in this one building. And that just Mm -hmm. makes it so much more special. And now that it's all in one site, I think that's going to just make it explode as far as people hanging out and doing things together and having fun and the whole community aspect and the bar being open till 1 a.m. doesn't hurt. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, it's going to be, again, a, a much uh, a, a very enhanced experience to what the previous ICCs have become. But that's what we do. We grow. We, uh, we expand. We, we continual improvement in mm-hmm. uh, what we're trying to do is uh, one of the keys to keep pushing this thing forward. It's
0: not just Philip and I that do this. I mean, you know, Brent Winsett, he's a collector. He does a lot of the uh, artwork for us, a lot of the artwork you see. My wonderful wife, Andrea, she does all the uh, accounting and stuff like that. Uh, Dave O'Brien helped. He was driving guest stars till early in the morning. Eric Perigini does a lot of the... uh, the marketing and stuff like that so we can get sponsorships and we sell sponsorships which help pay for some stuff uh hector does a lot of fan related stuff like um he does a lot of the swag and uh the swag meetups and stuff like that and patch trading uh jason Annibal jason without jason and melissa running the uh the convention store i mean we would have no convention store um justin wilson did a great job with the video game contest last year that was a super blast um we gave away three giant tvs for people that were good at mario kart that was awesome uh mark russiano has done so much with video and stuff like that mark russiano uh nat Reigns has been our security man who's the best security in the business and he has taken care of us and run the best tactical teams in the world i mean william shatner himself even said it was the best security detail he has ever had but all those people what is the one common thread with all those people philip
1: they love what we do yeah you know that 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 that's really it. You collectors,
0: know? Star Wars, they're people all co- or, all collectors. Or, yeah, right. that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's just we all have this same vision. All of us come from different runs of life where we all do different things, and we all have this one vision to drive towards this one goal. Shoot, even my sister flies down every year and runs the staff for us because she's just very good at that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it's these hard. Are people miles that are, and miles that are... of heart, man. <laughs> exactly. You know, Mike, sorry, sorry for interrupting, but these are people that are living a life. These are people that are working. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are people that have families and responsibilities. These are people that have, you know, the stresses of everyday life, just like all of us do. But they are making time to produce this conference or this convention because they love it. They love collecting. They love the community. Um they love what we're doing and they believe in the vision they believe in the the idea of bringing this community together as best we can and giving it a home and you know i'm grateful to all of them uh, beyond words can can describe
0: absolutely me too we have never none of us have made any money have gotten anything back for our time um except for enjoyment and we we don't all own a slice of anything. There's nothing. It's 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 just a dream that we all dream together and make happen. It's really really wild. That first year, man, when when people started lining up for the door, the first year, I had no idea how we were ever gonna pull off what we did. <laughs> and, and then it just happened. But we were running around like chickens with our heads cut off. Mm-hmm. But last year, we were running around with like like chickens with our heads almost cut off. It right. really wasn't as bad. I mean, and we had a lot more going on. And mm-hmm. this year, I think we're even going to be better prepared. Plus, it would be nice to be able to have, I mean, there's actually a room for accounting here. There's a room mm-hmm. for a green room. There's a room for this. There's a room for that. I mean, they have some tables and pipe and drape. I mean, I'm excited. I think this one's going to be a lot easier to pull off than ever.
1: Exactly, um, Michael. Just and you know. Yeah, you, you learned in 2019 that uh, the more you step back and keep your keep your nose out of stuff, the easier it is for <laughs> us to do our jobs. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Well, that's, that's my thing, man. I, I know that's a, that's an issue with me. One of my biggest things is I, I am a control freak. But stuff yeah. gets done when I'm on top of it. But uh, I have some very wonderful people that I can trust with a lot of aspects of this. That Absolutely. do a great job, and it's really made my life possible. I mean, like, I wouldn't be able to go lollygagging and reading books on the IC every day if you guys weren't there to, you know, <laughs> do stuff on the back end. I appreciate the heck out of you. And exactly. uh, every single one of those people on that leadership team, everybody else in case I miss somebody, just spouting them off the top of my head um, – I, I love what you're doing, and we'll always take more volunteers. We'll always take more helpers. If you have super-duper job skills, let us know. If you want to be part of it, let us know. We'll try to fit you in eventually if we can. If not, you can always volunteer. We always need more hands for that. But um, it's something really, really special. And, Philip, it has been an absolute pleasure knowing you these past, what, three years now? And uh, we've Somewhere really around. grown to be really good friends, though, man. I mean, like, we can talk and blab to each other i was going to say bs but you can't say that right no i think it's all right i'm on like the safe listening apple or whatever man i don't <laughs> exactly. know how it works mm-hmm. so i don't know maybe it means uh bacon sam or something <laughs>
1: <laughs> well th- hey, thanks for having me and hopefully uh more to come here
0: yeah brother i appreciate it hey you know what it was a blast talking to you um maybe you come on and do this podcast with me you got any time because you're stuck at home anyway with the the virus floating around out there right
1: I don't see why not. Uh, I'm a guy that that uh, generally has a decent amount to say, so why not?
0: Yeah, dude. All right. Well, come and do the podcast with me from now on, um, and then you can tell me that we have to do it, and then maybe I'll get somewhat of a schedule going instead of just throwing <laughs> stuff at a wall whenever I have five minutes free.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just yeah, If you bring me into this, remember what that's going to cost you.
0: <laughs> nothing it's, it's, it's <laughs> gonna cost
1: you uh, some structure <laughs>
0: oh god i know right well that's the thing exactly. man i mean i i couldn't be i couldn't be happier with the way it's been and every single one of you guys you especially that have given your time effort and money i mean i don't fly everybody out for these trips i'm not a billionaire or something i mean this is everybody working together that thing you see that is ICCCon con is everyone working together to make a dream come true and not only does it grow but i can tell you if you have been to icc Con, if you have already come to icc Con, you ain't seen nothing yet i mean 2021 is going to blow it out of the water and it was already so great but just that venue philip it's so nice man do you know what I mean? Like, 100%. It's so nice. So I'm very fired up for it. The location is awesome. I can't wait to announce it. Remember, check out the website, www.icnashville.com, on the 17th of this month, April, the 17th. It will go live. You can buy your tickets. You can buy your VIP tickets. VIP tickets, you get a full day early, which means on Friday, it is only your day. The convention is in full swing, but only VIPs are allowed in through the door. And uh, then Saturday and Sunday, you also get access. as well so definitely lock in your vip tickets there will be a discount right at the beginning Um, as soon as we release them until the end of this month uh, we'll release them the 17th to the end of this month and there will be a discount on some tickets so that way people that have come in the past year uh, past years can get a little discount for believing but the tickets will go up and the cheapest they will be is on the 17th Right? Is that the the pattern we're following this year, Philip? I think that's the pattern. I think that's, that's it, right? There's a list somewhere. I don't know where it is. Early bird. <laughs> early bird. That's what it is. All right. So make sure to grab your early bird tickets. At least make sure to grab that hotel room and book through the hotel room block. That's what we need you to do because we're, uh, I don't know, we're real now? We're fancy pants now? What would you call it? What are we now?
1: Uh, we uh-huh. are... Uh, trying to not lose too much money.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so please book through the room blog link. (laughs) All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Philip, and we'll talk soon, brother. Thank
1: you, Michael. Uh, Until next time. Bye-bye. We would be honored if you would
0: join us well that's it for episode 22 of ic star wars next time we're gonna do an episode with our new co-host philip brown uh he is the con manager of icc con we're gonna be working together so much soon um we already are trying to build the website and everything uh that Why not have them on the podcast? Let's make it a behind the scenes type podcast so we could still talk Star Wars and we'll still learn Star Wars and it'll still be about Star Wars, but we could give you a behind the scenes look at building a convention, the convention of the future, ICCCon. So anyway, that's very, very exciting. Please check it out, icnashville.com. As Philip said, we're going to be going live with the website on the 17th of April, April Of 2020. And uh, the website, I'm not sure if the hotels will be able to be booked at that time. It's all with the room block link. But if not, those will go live May 1st um, of 2020. So you'll be able to get your hotel, you'll be able to get your ticket, you'll be able to find out a little bit about the show, you'll be able to sign up for the blog and the newsletters and this, that, and the other. And we look forward to seeing you next year in April 2021 at the next IC Nashville. Um, check it out, icnashville.com. Also, you can check out the original Imperial Commissary and all the subgroups of the IC at www.imperialcommissary.com. Also, follow us on the con Instagram page at ICCCNashville. Also, follow the con Twitter at ICCCNashville. And uh, if you want to find the convention Facebook page, it's www.facebook.com forward slash ICNashville. Um, also, we have a convention Facebook page if you've already been to ICC Con and you want to chat about it with your friends go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ICCollectorsCon also you find us on YouTube yes we have a YouTube channel we're all over the place at www.youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Imperial Commissary you could search for the username Imperial Commissary thank you for listening to episode 22 and have a great night and remember if you are not an essential personnel please stay at home hang out with your family redo your collection send in some questions to ic star wars or put up a post on the ic but please stay home and if you have an essential job you are an essential person thank you so much first and foremost for all you're doing we really really appreciate it all of us staying at home we realize our lights are on and our mail still gets delivered and everything still happens even on a slower scale and it's because of you fine folks that are out there every single day i mean the medical professionals the postal workers the food and beverage people that still provide us meals um unbelievable unbelievable all the work you folks do thank you very much tune in next time for another exciting episode of i see star wars